Radio on Super Talk 1270. Now, here's Travis Feist and Rob McLeod. So welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Unriveted, a Dakota Customs original podcast. I'm your host, Travis Feist, and with me, and always, is my co-host, Rob McLeod. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. It's been, a, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a live yeah, podcast. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, been were- busy. Yeah. And absent. Three weeks? Jeez, yeah. that's even worse. Didn't I was, seem like I was, three weeks. I was busy for all three of those weeks. Of course you, you were. You were busy for two of them. Yeah, but barely, you, apparently. You had a nice little vacation. Well, I wouldn't say vacation. It would be adventure. like adventure. For sure. T- time away. Yeah. Took a, took a bike ride down to Arizona. That was definitely an experience. Like, it should always be, but... We'll just leave it as that. We chased sheep. Hey, I'll say that we were we were in a sheep herding thing with the motorcycles. That that was a very unique experience. Got caught up sheep herding on the on the highway. What kind of roads were you taking? Were Dude, there it was sheep. It was two lane. You know, and that's how we like to ride is everything on two lane. And they decided on a Monday morning at nine o'clock that they were going to herd about three hundred sheep. That had to have been in Wyoming. Nope, Utah. Utah. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they can have Utah. I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan of Utah. But they uh, they decided to herd sheep that day, and so we got caught up. And I think for about two miles, we actually helped herd the sheep because they did not get them off the road, and we just kept pushing them to get through, and we helped herd sheep. I think that's a real thing. but Oh, for sure. Yeah, so we were part of that. That's Probably an experience that you don't see every day, but they must have been lame sheep and not like breeding sheep. Sure, they were white. Okay, fluffy, fluffy. Yeah, yeah, like the Serta commercial. I don't know. They were just they were sheep. I know there's a difference. There's uh, not definitely not calling myself a sheep expert, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I know nothing about sheep, sheep. but I know these two facts. Okay, (laughs) there's lame sheep, and then there's the sheep that are like meant to use for like breeding, and the lame sheep are. What they use to, you know, fuzz for cotton. Hmm. And then, um, like the sheep that are aggressive and that will take you down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that breed of sheep too. Yeah. None of these sheep wanted to take me down. So I'm it's guessing good. they were the, yeah. they were the, bike. the pillow sheep then or whatever you call them. <laughs> the ones you count <laughs> sure. at night. Yeah. I don't know. But they didn't <laughs> seem very mean and aggressive. So um, they were, to me, they're sheep. I don't, I don't know what breed or kind or what style you know, or shape, yeah. but they're sheep. So, but for the we, record, I'm not a sheep expert. Yeah. So, but again, we 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 help herd sheep with the Harleys. So that was quite the experience. But um, no, it was fun. It was cool. uh, it was it was definitely well needed. But I was definitely missing. What's that? It wasn't a bad a bad idea? No, it wasn't. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Uh, we uh, but it was it was definitely well. Uh, needed we ran into like over two days of just rainy weather it was cold that part of it sucked also but it's about making memories and i guess and stories actually i'm just glad that you stuck to your guns and went on the trip because how many times have you had a vacation scheduled and we got so tied up at the shop you just said you canceled your plane tickets and just stayed back and you moved more, on. More than once. And I think what happens is that my anxiety gets the best of me of, like, if I was to leave and yeah. not staying back, 
it's kind of that business mentality that I actually, even if I would go, I would drive myself absolutely nuts because I want to be able to enjoy it. So it's just better off to just face what's going on and, and handle stuff at the shop. Not saying it's bad, but just the workload and everything we got going on. And to be honest with you, I was almost at a 90, over 90% chance I was probably going to not go on this because I was that like, hey, we need to get stuff done. It just, I knew we're, we're always behind. I mean, it's never going to change. And I think that was when you when you came to me and you said, I, you're going to go regardless because even if you stay back and, and even if you do the amount of work, there's just there's just that much work waiting for you again anyways. So you might as well just go and yeah, enjoy I just, yourself. I said it's, just go on the trip. Yeah. So it was like literally, it was a last minute thing because I, I, what, we left Friday and Thursday. I was still in the work mode that I ain't going. I, I got stuff to do. And I think no, it was just that night that, it's funny all the all the office gals knew that you took off before I did, and I yeah. was like, "Well, he's gone," you know. Well, they were blowing up my phone that night. I was getting texts I know from Mary and Amy, and they're like, "You are leaving. If you even show up at the at work tomorrow, oh. we will lock the doors, and you are not. We're not letting you in. You are going on this trip." So I figured it, it was. It no, was, I mean, it's like Travis here, man. Like, yeah, I got hey, some stuff got, for yeah. you, man. <laughs> man, I got you booked. It's like, <laughs> you, like you're you're in the back. Like the girls are like pushing me out the door. Like go, go, and you're in the background. Like no, you're like come on, come in. No, I'm glad you went, man. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah. Um, just to kind of clear my head a little bit, but it was actually I'm I'm glad. I mean, I couldn't wait to get back, and and it's just I don't know. I I love what I do, so it's kind of like. Being away from home, you know, it's like, okay, I'm glad that I'm gone, but I miss it. I, I want to get back. I, I want to get back into it. I want to, you know, I want to branch and turn. And I just, I miss not being at work, but it is, it does feel good every now and then to actually step away and take a breather. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it is nice to be gone and not have to, uh, like, I don't, I think I got one phone call the whole time and that's me reaching out to you. I told you to call but, me. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was all, I mean, you guys handle it. So it's it's a good feeling, too, that I can step away and not have to worry about nothing. Yeah, it was basically, yeah, that was regarding some uh, some Carly lift kits on swapping from a mm-hmm. 21 dually to a 24 dually. Um, and uh, we got some cool, we'll get back to the lift kits here. Um, got some cool projects in the shop, one being... Uh, a 77 Scout that we shifted gears in, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna go LS3 6L80 on a on on a right side drive front axle. Yeah, that one. It, it went from being a keep it all original stock to now it's like almost a concept. Like totally took a right turn hard, but. <clears throat> It switched owners, and and I'm glad because that truck almost it'll be appreciated. Now it needed when it's it. Done. Yeah, yeah, that was it, a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, kind of shifted directions on a '69 Chevelle that we got in. Um, means uh, our guest is a Chevelle guy. Travis is obviously a Chevelle guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this um, talked pretty briefly with the owner <clears throat> of this one. I thought we were just going to do a little bit of sheet metal repair and. Um, we're gonna paint this thing and do some custom sheet metal mm-hmm. on it. So, you know, and it's 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 kind of crazy. And I'm thinking that you could probably see this too. But even the years of doing what 
we've been doing and I've been doing. You know, you talk to the customer and they're, you know, because that originally started that we're just going to do panel replacement, sheet metal, and that's kind of like where that was at. And then they came to the shop. We gave them a tour. We walked through. We showed them what we were capable of doing and everything that we have done. We showed them some cars that we were in the process of working on and that we've done. And now it went from just us putting panels on to, like, we're – we're gonna do some customized work. We're gonna we're gonna paint the car. We're gonna assemble the car. Like that that whole door just opened up. That like they went from a simple job to like we're building this car. I just had a good feeling about this one. Yeah, and, well, you uh, always do. Yeah, <laughs> Travis is like, man, do we really need another project as we're wall to wall with like fourteen projects? And I was like, we need to get this one in here. It's, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Um, but um, one project that we're in the middle of right now um is a 23 ram one ton dually and we sourced a kit from uh calvin gazda at four wheel parts and that is who's who's our guest today oh nice so um yeah why don't you uh introduce yourself a little bit calvin yeah gentlemen uh, good afternoon i uh good afternoon um, Nice to be on here with you, and uh, yeah, man, we we when we got turned on to you guys and you reached out to us, we we wanted to help. You guys sound like a shop that's cut from a very similar cloth uh, to us, and uh, we thankfully have specialized in the suspension and driveline aspect of things, um, typically more so on four wheel drive SUV. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know we're gearheads too, so nice. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a Chevelle or a Charger at home, and we we like to play with all that same stuff. So definitely, um, when you guys reached out to us. Um, you know, we're big with BDS suspension. We're, we're Minnesota's first and largest distributor for them and been with them for over 20 years. And uh, just one thing to clarify, so we are a, uh, we're based about 25 minutes north of the Twin Cities. We're a family-owned uh, four-wheel drive and suspension shop, and uh, our business name is Four Wheel Parts and Service. And we also service. go by Four Wheel PSI. Okay. Uh, but just to clarify, we are not affiliated with like 4wp.com and any of that you know, any of that business over there so we are a um we're, we're like you guys man we're family owned we're, we're driven nice. by passion we've been in one single location here for going on 25 years next year so cool um, i'm sorry 30 years next year 94 <laughs> and awesome. uh so we're excited you- to be here and excited to uh be able to have uh, forged a relationship with you guys with some of our suspension uh insight knowledge and, and product support so yeah, happy to be here. Do you yeah. guys and and I know I probably shouldn't be asking this on the air, but do you guys kind of sh- give tours of your place if if like Rob and I decide to come down there, like yeah, you could so, show um, us around and because I'm sure it's a shop. Uh, well, we got to bury out back, so as long as yeah. you don't hurt yourself. Yeah, um, no, you know, we're we're uh, we absolutely anytime anytime we have an interested party, whether it's a client, um, you know, checking out the shop, maybe like you had said. You know, kind of, kind of scoping out our capability. One hundred percent, we're transparent. Um, our our doors are open. Um, we've, like I said, my mom and dad, Gary and Wendy, they started the shop back in '94. My dad was uh, deeply rooted into the mud racing, uh, Midwestern Mud Racing Association, along with a lot of drag racing, and so uh, he actually, believe it or not the core of our business started in driveline. So specifically differential axle and gear. Um, and from there, you know, as you guys might have noticed, especially with Travis is like 
as a business owner, our hobbies kind of uh, dictate or, or kind of direct some of where our business goes, right? right. So um, all of a sudden, like you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily assume that a you know that a, that a six pack four speed seventy V code Super B convertible was restored in our shop and. I may not Jeez. want to do another one again because I've learned that restorations are very, very difficult to uh, to get paid on. And then but, a, a uh, Mopar on I top tell of you that, what, man, that yeah. was one one heck of a righteous car, and, oh, and sure. you, you'd never guess, right? Because yeah. people drive by our shop and they just assume we build monster trucks. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, um, how I got um, in contact with Calvin is which BDS kit was I trying to? get a hold of i think it wasn't one we ended up doing i think the customer backed out for some whatever reason sure. but so i sure. called bds you know um so i've only been doing this i've only been working for travis for about three years going going on three years yeah. um i've always kind of been interested in you know i've always had uh big diesel trucks and um i always just loved cars and trucks since i was little and so i was kind of figuring out the game travis just kind of let me run with this position and so this customer wanted a BDS kit, so I just called BDS directly, not knowing any better. Is it? And they're like, "Oh, you got to buy through a dealer." I was like, "Okay, who's my dealer?" They're like, uh, "Tough Trucks in Minot." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to call a direct competitor source a lift kit." So I called Wheel Pros, and uh, I think it was like, I know there's a couple mics at Wheel Pros Minneapolis. I think it was like one of the OG mics. He's like, "You got to talk yeah. to Calvin." You got to talk yeah, to Calvin, was, and I was, was like, Mike, Matt, Blake, dude, those guys at uh, Minneapolis Wheel Pros are, those are some stand-up gentlemen. Dude, they're fantastic they are. dudes, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it was probably Blake, I think, because he's the one that had he had given me a heads up. He's like, hey, there's this Dakota Customs, and when he first said that, I was like, oh, like, like the one in South Dakota that does all the Hemi Jeep conversions. <laughs> he's like, mm, no, these guys are in Mandan, I'm like yeah. Mandan, like North Dakota, like where it's just windy. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and so um, yeah, it worked out for sure. But yeah, the guy at Wheel Pro is like instantly put you on a pedestal, and uh, I was like, well, and I don't even think I ended up calling you on that kit particular, but I think it was like a few months later, um, I needed a BDS kit. Um, I think the first one I got for you was for that twenty four Denali, um, that one yeah, time. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Instantly, right out of the gate, you um, talking with you on the phone lived right up. You were sitting right on that pedestal that that um, my, my wheel pros rep put you on. So yeah, it was nice. Well, hold it's on, like, hold on. Well, no, it's just like, it's just like I learned. All right, we're gonna ruffle some feathers here. I'm one years old, and the older I get, I. I learn more as I go, and uh, I learn something generally every day, and that's something that has been, you know, my dad and I, we've, we've been able to, we've had some pretty, you know, magical uh, growth together. I mean, not many people get to work with their family and actually prefer it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and I have, have a very tight relationship. And uh, That's awesome. his big thing is always, you know, don't, don't ever don't ever act like or ever think that you know it all because you don't. And the second you do, oh, you're not yeah. willing to absorb new information. You're not willing to grow. And so one thing that is just so, I guess, infused into me, into my blood is, um, you know, it's just, I break, I take whatever I, whatever I like, I take it and I hone in on it and I want to either perfect my craft or, or try to perfect my craft or I want to gain as much knowledge and, 
and understand something. And I think that's the nature of, of being a gearhead. And so um, with suspension and lift kits and drivetrain, it's something that is, uh, I almost take it to a nerdy level. And it's it, when you go to any industry, even if you're buying a washer and dryer somewhere, you want to kind of seek out the guy that like eats, sleeps and breathes washers and dryers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, yeah. but that's the guy you want to see when you want to do justice to your million dollar house. Well, when you want to do justice to your $120,000 F450 Platinum, you know, let's, let's maybe, uh, let's spend some more time than just jumping online and clicking the first cheapest Amazon special. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Right. I think yeah. we just became best friends. Yeah, is that uh, slightly OCD-driven, trying to be the best? But not trying to be the best to get a trophy, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying to be the best because knowledge. you want to have the mindset of, right. of whatever I'm going to do and put effort in, mm-hmm. I, I want to do it to a certain – I want to do it to a level that would that – would, um, that, that I can feel proud of, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I and I think that's where it comes from for any guy that wants to – any guy or gal that wants to get out and wrench. It's just like – I want to prove that I can do this. Even if it's something that's outside my wheelhouse, I want to prove that I can do this. And then you just start, you start putting more notches in your belt. The next thing you know, what was challenging three years ago, you're doing in your sleep. Right. uh, You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, I I think they, they, they make more out of it. And, uh, you know, get your hands dirty, man. Let's, let's rock and roll. We, we, we love customer carry out lift kits, man. I love, I love the 19 year old kid that comes in. He's like, dude, I got an 88 to 98 Chevy half ton. We're just going to throw a $999 six-inch rough country in because that's what the truck deserves, and I'm going to do it myself on a Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, dude, I'm game. Here's the kit. Come back if you got any questions. You know, it's it's that's it's, it keeps the hobby alive too. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? Like right there at that moment, you know what I just thought of? On that, laser? No, that that thought that that clip on Fast and Furious when he's in the speed shop and Hector comes in, he's got a wad of cash and he's got the list of like. I want the twin turbos and not, like he gives them that list. Three T sixty six turbos, yeah. Nos. And he's like, "Come on, white boys, work fast." You know, I can see Kelvin right there. Like he's just lit up and he's punching away. I think if you're getting this nineteen year old kid like this, this pickup's backed up and it's just heaping full of boxes yeah. and wheels and tires. Like that's just what I pictured right there. Like that's you. You know, just the pride that you oh, hooked this I guy mean, up. We're we're all about. You know, that's the other thing too is you know you you get involved in the community enough and and. Something pretty, um, pretty wild has been happening for the last few years over here is like we have other shops now that buy from us and, and there's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of change in the last five, 10 years in our industry and, and, you know, probably mostly thankful to the internet, not in a necessarily good way, but you know, everyone, everyone clicks then needs help. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're in this scenario where people are buying, buying a kit, getting a kit sale is the easy part. So, the problem is, is that there's these there's these guys out there. You know, I got an 07 to 13 half ton Chevy, right? I go on a, and I'm not going to pick on any brands here in specific, but we all know who makes them. But hey, I got an 08 half ton Chevy. Oh, man, I don't want to do a four or six inch lift. I want to do like a three three and a half, right? Well, before they even call us, right? Before they call the specialist, and this is, I think, we need to get back to our roots in how we work with each other before the internet, and maybe use a little bit of both of our resources because there's too many people that click and then they put it in or they come to me and they say, Hey, I've got this 
three and a half inch kit. And I'm like, dude, I wouldn't sell this lift kit to my worst enemy. Your upper ball joints are going to come out mm-hmm. of their pockets in about 8,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we see a lot of that, but it's really cool because over time, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You can't fake this stuff. So if there's kits that aren't righteous, if there's suspension geometry, they're that not, are not helpful, yeah. right? They're not right. You can't fake it. And mm-hmm. so the proof comes out in the pudding. And at the end of the day, you know, um, customers need someone that they can rely on that, you know, a customer comes into my door. I might, they might not like what I have to say and right. I'll try to put it in the most professional way, but I'm going to, I'm going to be a hundred percent straight with them. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want is to wear egg on my face because I gave them what they asked for. They should be coming to me because they, they, they need some direction. Right. right? And you're not just making a sale. You're making sure they're getting what they want or get their best bang for their buck is, is what it comes down to. That and you're developing a relationship. You're mm-hmm. not just, like you said, it's not a, it's not a transactionary thing. Right. <clears throat> it's uh, I've got customers. In fact, this, and this is from a business owner standpoint, this is a shortfall of mine. We do zero marketing, zero. Like, Travis, you call me up, you're like, hey, do my marketing gals. You call me, I'm like, dude, you got a marketing gal? This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, I barely got, we got Wi-Fi, I think, two years ago, <laughs> you know? So <clears throat> we're, uh, we don't do what we could for growing our business. But I tell you what, man, all of our business is word of mouth, return business. Um, and so, like you said, you cannot fake that. Mm-hmm. It's proof in the pudding. It's the late nights, making sure it's right, and and you just you can't fake it. And so that's where when we seek out relationships with other businesses and we can kind of sniff out that same vibe or that same or cut from that same cloth, mm-hmm. like we need to kind of band together. We need to we need to work together because it's it's more important than a transactional relationship. It's definitely important from like a, a safety standpoint where um, we take vehicles very seriously. I always tell. Our guys back in the shop, you know, sometimes they see this as a job, but you, they also got to remember that they're working on someone's vehicle that they could potentially have their kids in or, or something like that. Um, they need every aspect of that vehicle to be done right and in a proper functioning order. So it's like um, when you say you have an OBS attitude, that's kind of – it has to be that way because uh, vehicles are something that should not be taken lightly in, in, by any means, whether it's a simple – changing out uh brake pads to you know putting a, a nine inch fts lift in it mm-hmm. um it's everything um I, I get pretty worked up about it because it's like it's, it's got to be right mm-hmm. you know these are people's vehicles <clears throat> um it's crucial it's crucial yeah. and another you know another caveat to that too is is at the end of the day i mean um and my, my dad will remind me this of every day um you know we have 30 years of hard work built up here and accumulated and we were, were way over cautious about retorting lug nuts. And mm-hmm. I mean, we are overly cautious, but in knock, knock on wood, 30 years, we, we don't have issues, but he reminds me all it takes is moving too fast mm-hmm. or, or maybe not giving the correct attention to a component or not paying attention to a certain geometry that's taking place. And the entire 30 years of what's been built here, which is, which is which is a humble you know a, a humble living, um, that goes away in an instant. We have you know I think the stat was like there's there's like three lawyers for every human being in this country. Um, so at the end of the day, safety is number one and number two, understanding the 
the gravity of that because 100%, man, these guys are driving down the road, you know, and I know you've seen this, and it's it's it, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Mm-hmm. I'll see a freaking, before they came out with 10-ply versions, you know, I'd see a, a, a lifted 13 LML Duramax running on P-rated 420s on 2212 stretched you know, P-rated tires, and the dude's literally hauling a skid steer. Yeah. Like, whatever shop allowed that to happen really needs to reconsider, like, like maybe maybe either stick to the OEM stuff where you've got a guide telling you everything, or you've really got to slow down and you've really got to pay attention to what is taking place. You know what the worst part about that is, is that someone allowed that tire package to go out the door just so they can make a quick book quick buck and that could have injured not only one but multiple people in an accident 100 percent. that's uh, yeah and, and so and, and then the other thing too is so like backing away from the safety aspect like let's be for real it's not 1997 and we're not throwing 412 dollar lifts in square body like right. this is like we just did a we just did a base model 21 f-150 we did a four inch bds really nice snap ring fox kit um, and the customer specifically went out and bought more of a base model truck because he knew we were going to rip everything out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that 21 F-150 was still like $55,000 and it had cloth feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, we're not playing with, you know, we're not playing with $10,000 TJs anymore. No. And so um, when a customer does come in and they're like, hey, I've got this brand new Denali Ultimate, you know, how about this? I'm not going to throw the brand out, but how about this stretch kit, three and a half inch torsion key, crank my crank my keys, upper arms are, mm-hmm. are not happy, um, truck's going to ride stiffer, mm-hmm. you know, but this is what I need for 35s on 10 wides. And I'll say, you can achieve the look, and if you look down the side of the truck, we're going to be so fighting camber, the tire's not going to look straight up and down, and we're going to burn through ball joints. Like, CV axles are not designed to run no. at angles that that are approaching the max, right? If you pay attention to some of like the Cognito kits out there and some mm-hmm. of the other brands, they'll actually have you cut off the the frame stop that's welded on the frame for the upper control arm. Well, that's basically giving the middle finger, right, to the GM engineers saying, no, nah, that CV axle can travel another 15 degrees. Right. Uh, and it can't. It'll just explode. Yeah. But and, and then tell them why to use... Why would we do and, that to a $100,000 truck? Right. And then tell them to use a four-wheel drive when it comes to that point too and they're going to bring the truck back and say man this thing is like it handles like crap it's like i'm on ice and they're going to be like yep that's why it's tough it's tough and and one, sometimes as a business owner you know sometimes yeah sometimes you got to dance around you know like if a customer for example if you get the implication that the customer is is maybe looking for something just outside their budget right it doesn't matter how you work the numbers it, mm-hmm. it, it's not doable for what they're looking for Sometimes you can't just dance around it. Sometimes you just gotta say, "Hey, dude, you know this is this is this is the right build. This is where we really should be. I don't want you to compromise. We don't want to put a Chinese container tire on this truck because it's going to negate the nice Fox shocks and lift kit because your container tire is going to shake going down the road at 62, and you're going to look at me and I'm going to say it's not because of the stick weights. We can try balancing beads; they don't work. Oh, it's because the hole in the tire is not in the center of the circle, and you can't fix that. So, mm-hmm. like. At the end of the day, sometimes it is okay to, to to just pump the brakes and say, "All right, if this is the build you want to do, I've sent a lot of customers the direction of, "Hey, man, this is what it's going to take. I don't think I would do it any other way. When you're ready to rock and roll and pull the lever, come see me. And if you think you want to change your plan, that's fine. 
I don't want to do it at the expense of the quality of what is going to be leaving my build. For sure. Um, I've been fortunate um, in that position to where um, when I got on board with Travis, he's had enough of a reputation and his business was um, pretty stable to where if a customer, um, I, I generally try to spec wheels and tires and uh, lift kits with products that I would only put on my personal vehicles. And it's went a long ways with me. It's actually helped me become um, a pretty good sales guy in this industry. Um, but if they don't want to run the kit um, that I spec out for them or, or I uh, do up an estimate with, yep. I say it's fine. Um, yep. It's, it's not a – like we're busy enough i can yeah, yeah so and, and like i'm not doing that to be like uh like snobby or anything like that but it's like i want to put good hard parts um on these vehicles and i say this about you know, probably three or four times a week i will never sell chinese tires mm-hmm. we'll never sell them i said there's three yeah, brands there's mm-hmm. niddle mickey toil falcon that's about the only three brands i work with so and if you look at how the price points of those tires reflect, one would find that you kind of get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I want to like, I want, I, I wish this would just get drilled into our society more and more because I feel like people have deviated away from that notion. I mean, they're all, everyone's always looking for the best deal. Everyone's the, so here's like your, here's your fair warning to anyone out there that's, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in high school and you're flipping patties and you're looking out at your, 12 F-150 and you want to put a lift in it or, or if you're 37 and you're kind of going through a midlife crisis and you want to, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's like, we want to make sure that we're guiding you into doing it the right way. And it's okay. It's okay for us to, you know, if, if someone seeks out an expert, it's 100% okay for the expert to have a spine. It's not even to be defensive. It's not to be offensive by any means. But it's okay for that expert to have a spine. You wouldn't go to the to the knee doctor and say, you know, something's wrong with my knee. What do you think it is? And, and the doctor's going to say, well, it could be this, this, or this. Um, in no one's right mind would you say, well, I, I did read on WebMD that if, if I had this, if it hurt when I put my thumb right here, that I probably have a torn ACL. I mean, in any other scenario or industry right. or environment, you, you would not even question um, leaning into the expert and, and just taking taking their word for it and trusting them, that has like dwindled. And I think a lot of people get that mixed up with. There's a, obviously a huge stigma in the auto repair industry that I didn't believe for 15 years because it doesn't happen here, but it it happens. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, there's 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 some deceit and there's there's a lot of a lot of nefarious things that take place at repair shops. And, yeah, and um... so I think people are they use that nervousness and they turn that into well then how do i know i can trust you right mm-hmm. and a true expert um isn't gonna manipulate what he has to say based off what he's hearing from a customer a true expert is going to say what he has to say and that's what it is he's not going to be like he's not going to question what he's saying based off what a customer is trying to tell him you know what i'm saying yeah you don't waver you know yeah you, you don't, don't you don't come to a middle ground it's like no you're the expert that's what it is yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's okay if a customer doesn't like what you have to say. That's that's not that's yeah. not the point. The point is is we want to try to get down to the, the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty, and the truth. And I'm going to say right now that a lot of this for our suspension industry, aftermarket suspension, 
the internet has really, really muddied up the waters. Um, most manufacturers are, you know, when you have this high flying website, people automatically assume you're a legitimate business. Well, you wouldn't put anything out that you wouldn't be proud of, right? Well, I can tell you right now, there's a handful of brands that are putting out product that I wouldn't be proud of. And these are, these are guys that, uh, moreover, my experience, you know, they've got schooling and engineering. These guys are very, very technically knowledgeable human beings. And I've had conversations with them about suspension geometries and how, how come you guys are okay with this in this platform? I've put them together in the truck. I mean, when you, on an IFS truck, when you put a leveling spacer in and you can't even get the upper ball joint stud started in the knuckle, um, that's the problem. You shouldn't have to put the truck on the ground to hook up your upper ball joint. Right? No. Mm-hmm. And so so I've had conversations with these engineers, and, and unfortunately, at the end of the day, these are guys that are, that are bound. They're, they, they're an employee of a large company, and it is their job to take into consideration market share. So when someone on some conference table on a very rich, I'm sure, stained wood that I've never seen because it's imported from a different country, when they have this conversation, it's not about doing it the right way. It's not about integrity. It's about how do we get market share for that platform. Right. And that's a problem. That's Mm -hmm. a problem in, in our industry that we fight every day because people assume, well, if it wasn't good, why would this company make it? Right. It's crazy how some of these um, manufacturers can just put on a front and people buy into it. But um, I guess that's on them for not talking to guys like you or us beforehand. Um, and and once again, even saying a statement like that, that that like that puts that puts us on a pedestal. And that's not that's not our intent. Right. Our intent no. is like. Like we're the we're the boots on the ground, right? We're putting mm-hmm. the product in. We're we're chirping back to manufacturers. Hey, maybe make this tweak. Maybe make this tweak. You know, don't send a tapered block with this rear axle application because the pinion angle is running a little bit too light, and we're going to get a little bit of deceleration vibration. You know, the, these are things that you know we we they usually want our feedback. But when you want to call them back and say, hey, this entire segment of kit. <laughs> you need to just get rid of. Like, this mm-hmm. is just going to create more issues for anyone than anything else, and, and they don't want to hear that. Right? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, <laughs> we're just trying to achieve what they want with their hard-earned money, um, whether it be the parts and the vehicle, in the in the correct manner. Um, you know, you know as well as us that um, we're, we're not in this to have – five lake houses and yachts and power boats and stuff like this. We're kind of in it for the love of the we game. We the wrong industry if that's what Exactly. And I tell that to customers <laughs> all the time. I was like, um, you know, if, if, if Travis or, or me, um, if we want to be millionaires, um, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and so that gives us um, a direction within our mindset because if we were money-driven, well, that would create a whole different mindset internally. But being that we're driven to be the best lift kit shop or the best resto shop, well, that's where our new mindset is. We don't have the distractions of being money-oriented. We're, we're focused on... What you're investing in is you're investing in your passion and you're investing right. in 
doing it the right way, and the hope is is that it pays off, and it's something that we've invested three decades in. Mm-hmm. And um, once again, understanding it's not going to give us the lake homes or the, mm-hmm. or the yachts, we, we get that. Um, but there's a lot worse places to live and a lot worse ways to live, and so mm-hmm. if, we can, if we can survive and make a living and I can um, put my foot forward, I put my best foot forward for every single customer that walks through my door and, and, and truly put my put my my customer hat on and when that guy shows up in a 2017 JK Wrangler and he wants a regear I'm going to direct it and I'm going to guide him if it were my 2017 JK mm-hmm. and there will be times as a business owner where you are forced with a decision to make I make more money doing this but if it were my truck I would do this mm-hmm. and uh, I'll give you an example of that that we put our money where our mouth is um Jeep Wrangler platforms, JK, LJ, JL, JT, Gladiator, all that. I don't know how hip you guys are on the two-door codes, but it's a Jeep thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, if, if a guy comes in and he says, I have a brand-new JL Rubicon, I want a two-and-a-half-inch lift, what is the best possible product you can put in my Jeep? I actually am going to sell him the only brand I would put in my Jeep. It's the only brand I have in my Jeep. And that's a metal cloak system, and those boys have absolutely taken a specialty niche segment of the Jeep suspension industry, and they have turned the world upside down. They've got patented bushings that soak up vibration dampening and, and road dampening. They've got they've got dual rate coil springs. They were the, one of the first guys to do dual rate springs in the Jeep industry. Um, you know, dual rate springs obviously aren't new to to the automotive sector, but they're mm-hmm. new to the off road. Um, industry and especially jeeps that are light duty vehicles mm-hmm. yeah you know just their just their uh <clears throat> their approach their approach to doing it the right way finding the best way so if a guy comes in i will i want to sell him that kit mm-hmm. more than i want to sell him any other brand and let me just say that metal cloak is by far not my most profitable brand but it's it when someone says what's the best kit i can't lie mm-hmm. it's, it's and that's this one and that's good, no, because um, me and you talked briefly about that um, on, on a past phone call. And before, um, I'm I'm not a, a big Jeep guy. I do like setting them up. Um, I do like seeing how they turn out. I think they can be capable. But um, I'll be honest, at heart, I'm not a Jeep guy. Um, so at that point, um, I thought Rock Crawler, the Rock Crawler kits yep. were the kits that was – um, just because uh, Travis put one in, we did one in a in a JT. He took it to Moab, and that truck did so well that someone watched him who was trailing with him, or um, I guess uh, crawling with him. That Jeep did so well, he bought it as soon as the trip was over. So I was like, okay, yeah. well that that's that's proof in the pudding to me that hmm. that kit must be um, that I can speak of. That's the the bet the top tier kit. Well, then um, we, we got on the topic of, of Jeeps on a phone call with Calvin, and then he started talking about these. And, and What is the exact name? Metal Cloak? Yeah, it's Metal metal Cloak, like uh, like you would, you know, you metal, would metal then like so Cloak. Metal Cloak. Okay. And, um, and I, I also want to just briefly state that uh, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, trying to step on any toes. My opinion is one of millions, so mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to hold a ton of weight with what I say, and I'm sure there's some... People at some oh, just say it. That's fine. Don't mm. want to hear what I have to say, but it's, it's how I feel, and I'll say this. I 
the, the Matson and Will and the boys at Metal Cloak, they have, in my opinion, uh, risen to the top as the premier Jeep Wrangler. Uh, you know, and they've done other platforms as well, but they actually, they kind of come from that same cloth. They've been in the industry, and you guys have learned this. I mean, mm-hmm. guys don't leave this industry. They just move around, mm-hmm. right? And so um, the Metal Cloak boys, I mean, they have like over 100 combined years of suspension lift kit industry knowledge and, and having worked for other brands, right? And like that fuels that fuels capitalism, man. Mm-hmm. I can do this better than you. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to take a group of guys. I'm going to invest in ourselves. We're going to set out on a mission, and we're going to do this, right? And they, he, Matson rolled up to my shop. This would have been about 2009. We, we had played with some JKs. We were primarily using uh, BDS and JKS, and they are fantastic brands as well to be using on the Jeeps. Uh, it depends on how you're using the rig, and that's another important factor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing I asked. A 43-year-old insurance agent with a JL on 35s or some 20s, that's a very different lift kit requirement or need than a guy that's going to go to Moab Definitely. or go do the Rubicon. Totally different. So I actually am doing... I'm actually doing the insurance agent a disservice if I'm selling that person more than what they need mm-hmm. overkill using it. Mm-hmm. Right? And now don't get me wrong. I still have some of those insurance agent type customers. Uh, and if you're an insurance agent, that's awesome. And I'm sure you can still wheel just as hard. So I don't, don't take that as a slight <laughs> insurance. Uh, you're very needed. Um, but yeah, on the, uh, you know, there's just a spectrum where, where do you end up? And let's, let's, it's like getting a custom tailored suit, right? It's exactly like that. And it's, your shirt's not going to fit the same as the next guy's shirt needs to, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's fine. And uh, so it's something that we were very proud of. Matson came to our shop in, like, 09, and he's like, he comes rolling in. You got to understand, this is 2009, so this is before the JK, like, the JK didn't blow up yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was the first year. obviously the design of the four-door, in my opinion, is what blew the doors wide open because mm-hmm. the added wheelbase gave you the drivability of something that, a soccer mom or you or me are fine with driving to and from work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when that four door JK platform exploded, um, Matson comes by and, and at this time he's in a bright red, like Hemi swapped four door JK on 37s or 40s. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, who's this guy? This thing, this thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, this is in, this is in the times where if you wanted a very capable rock crawler JK or, or TJ, mm-hmm. you didn't even question it. Any shop was foolish if you didn't do a long arm system. So if you didn't move the control arm mounting pockets closer to the center of the vehicle to gain articulation and also gain a, a easier, happier suspension ride angle on the road, uh, you were doing it wrong. That was literally the mindset. Uh, and he comes by and he starts preaching LCG, low center of gravity. He starts preaching um, um short arm capability if you have the proper bushings with the proper amount of articulation and travel if you have proper bump stop and shock setup with the proper coil droop you can achieve more the same or more with a short arm system versus going to a long arm and oh by the way it does not need to be done anymore with a johnny joint two stiff poly bushing half metal ball spherical sleeve center that doesn't absorb any of the of the road of the road bumps, you know, the potholes. And so he, he goes, where's your nearest like 30 mile an hour residential S curve. And thankfully there's one right down on our frontage road. I may or may not have 
we may or may not have pushed our ZL1 at about 70 in this S-curve before the tires start pushing, right? It's a pretty aggressive S-curve, and if you miss, you're going into the swamp. And uh, we get into Matson's JK, and I'm in the passenger front seat, and this dude is flying. I don't know this guy from Adam. I think we're for sure going to die. And we fly (laughs) into this S-curve. He's going about 55 in a JK with 37s, and we stayed in the right lane. The tires never chirped. The truck never slid. We came to a stop, and I said, that's all I need to know. What are we looking at? <laughs> well, that just means everything was staying planted. Yeah. So, which is ideal when you're crawling. Same same concept, you know. It was unreal. unreal. Ra- railing a curve in a in a Z06, you want, shit, you want stuff to stay planted. You know, when okay. you're, uh, you know, you got two different levels of rocks on each side of the Jeep, you want as much surface on the ground as possible you want to stay planted i mean it's 100 percent, and that's a lot of physics a lot across of the board premium suspension brands for the jeeps now they're mm-hmm. going to be designed for droop travel so it's you know it's kind of like we want our jeep to act like a spider mm-hmm. legs to just fall down into that rock crevice and we want this one to come all the way up in here and 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 so not to dish on the rock crawler or rubicon express or terraflex you know there's there's about 120 uh, Jeep suspension lift kit manufacturers, mm-hmm. ranging from stuff you should not be touching or looking at, all the way to stuff that I mean, evil manufacturing makes a four corner coil over conversion. It's 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 a beautiful thing, really. Um, but the price point of it, you could actually go buy a Jeep for what the kit costs, Jeez, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's um, right before we jetted over here from our shop. Um, I was on the phone. Um, working with a customer, he's got a 20, uh, JT sport manual. And he simply said, he's like, Rob, I want to clear 37s. I will not be going off road. I want to look straight up. I was like, okay, fair enough. That's all I need to know. So I, uh, and I was like, that's, that's just like you said, that's the first thing I ask, especially with Jeeps. Um, you know, the, the same can be said with like one ton trucks. I always ask, what are you hooking up to? Um, how often are you towing, um, a few simple questions um, can a gain trust between you and the customer, and then b um, help you execute. You know the job. Mm-hmm. Just gets get yeah, you, gets you solid direction. Prepare, essentially, you know. Uh, and like you said, it helps you kind of kind of navigate you. You know, even though you have knowledge, and we have knowledge as as I guess industry authorities or people that have a little bit of, of knowledge. You still got to find out either which way. 100%. We still have to use the tools properly. In order to use the tools, we got to know what the situation is. And so I, I think you're, you're right on the money. Um, it's something that whether we're doing muscle car work, I mean, we do a ton of, um, we're, we're Mopar muscle car heads and we're all, I mean, like I said, I have a Chevelle at home. So I, I'm kind of a trader Chevy guy. I love my Chevelle. Um, but I love Mopars too. They're all cool. So, the same thing, right? The gear ratio we're going to pick for your 70 Roadrunner is completely dependent on, well, are you doing a gear vendor's overdrive? Are you going to keep an automatic? Are we going to go to a TKX Tremec? Are we going to, is this thing going to the track? When we spec out a, an axle build, we build custom axles, and we're also a dealer for Strange for crate axles. Um, it's like I'm going to interview the customer. Are mm-hmm. you going to the track? Are you running a sticky tire? Mm-hmm. How tall of a tire? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need 5.8 wheel studs? Do you want to do a helical limited slip that doesn't chirp? Or do you want to go aggressive and do a Detroit locker that it's going to leave two bacon strips every time, mm-hmm. right? Um, it is. It's like an interview. And uh, if let's maybe say this. If 
if as a consumer, anyone listening, if you go to a shop and they don't ask you these questions, Should be that might be a red flag. Right. For sure. And, and you know, and it's, <clears throat> it's crazy when you say that because even I've learned throughout the years, you know, it's like when somebody comes in and they want to build on or, or want something like that, like the first thing you do is you start asking, you know, it's like your checkoff list. And what really, and, and just like that blue bike we did for Dave and he came in and brand new Harley and, and, and we, we, we had our meeting and he came in and he's like, here's, here's a picture. He brought us pictures, you know, and he's like, here's the bike I bought. This is what I want. I want these big, long stretch bags and all this. I want full air suspension. I'm like, all right. And, and you know, and I'm, you know, I'm letting him talk. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get a feel of what his intentions and stuff are. And I said, very quiet yeah. guy, too. Yeah. Super nice guy, but like very, like, he doesn't reserved. say, yeah. You kind of got to pull it out of him. Yeah. But once you do it, yeah, he's a super great guy. But, and uh, he gets all done. And the first thing I look <clears throat> and I, and I look at him and I said, you know, because it's a brand new road glide. And I said, are you planning on driving this bike? Yep. He's like, I'm going to take it to Sturgis and back. He said, I'm going to, oh, you know, I plan like, on riding you're it. like, dude, no way. <clears throat> and I'm like, then this is not the bike for you. And, and, you know, he kind of looked at me and like, hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do all this stuff and you're telling me no. And it's like, dude, if you're going to actually ride this bike across states and, and do road trips with this thing, those are the wrong it's bags and it's the wrong dude. suspension. I'm telling you right now, but if you're looking for a bar hopper to just kind of like cruise around town for the look, you could get away with it, but if you're going to use this bike, you're going to come back and you're going to hate me because you're not going to like it. It's you're going the wrong direction. So this he wanted is, you to build a, a, a fully tubbed seventy Chevelle with uh, lash the valves every every fifty <laughs> miles, high compression race car motor to try to go cross country, yeah. and inadvertently through that asking those questions, you could argue that that customer may have saved tens of thousands of mm-hmm. dollars. Because if he went to a shop where they just yup yup, we'll give you we'll give you exactly what you want yup yup. Well, then the next thing you end up with is a guy that goes, well, I've got all this into this bike now, and it's not even close to. I wish someone would have told me that it was this unbearable for long distances. Well, and in that, but now it's like he spent all this money on something that he does not like, and he hates it, and he's it's not exactly. enjoyable for him. It's just you know it's a double edged sword to the negative right there. Resentment, not right. only geared towards the vehicle, and right. it'll just make a guy get rid of it at whatever cost. Um, but it it can also build unneeded resentment between mm-hmm. the builder and the customer. Yeah. And, well, so that it, creates bad word of mouth too. Yeah. When yeah. You're asking those questions. Yeah. yeah. So build them what they want, even if it's not exactly what they came in, but asking the questions and giving them a, a final result and a product that they end up loving that works for them. They'll, you know, it's like, it'll go way further than, and just trying to make a sale. But it is, you know, I've, I've learned throughout the years of doing this as, as much as I have that, you know, when I first did my first sale, probably my first three or four sales from like day one, it was like, you were just so happy to say yes. Like you just wanted that sale. You know, it was all about making the sale and yeah. you didn't ask the questions, but as you're in it and, and you start putting this stuff in and you start getting involved and paying more attention to what, like what the business means and your, your, uh, dedication and, and everything else that it wasn't about making the sales, about making a career out of this thing and making the single longevity that you kind of taught yourself to step back and start asking those questions and making sure that you're not just making the sale, that you're actually getting what the customer wants at the end of the day and to ask those questions. But 
that's so crucial. Yeah. And, and it's something that it's something that unfortunately you'll never get from the internet. Ever. Yeah. No. Ever. Never. And I think we need people to uh, people that that really want to respect and patronize and give us business to small local businesses like us. I think it is so crucial. Um, you know, to, to lean into the knowledge. If you've got a resource, if you've got, you know, anybody that, that like you said, has been doing it long enough where we kind of set, we set the money part aside, we just kind of, we kind of assume, and this is a poor assumption as a business owner, but we kind of just assume, like, if we bust our tail and we, we, we have a passion and we do, do right by people, mm-hmm. you know, you just assume that you're just going to make it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and then, like my dad will say, you just you wake up 30 years later and you look back and you go, holy buckets, like we're still here. And uh, we actually have people that are, that, are, that are sending work to us in droves. And we have people that, that, I mean, they're constantly referring us. And we're not asking, we're not asking for any of this. I don't ask for Google reviews. I don't ask for... I don't give you ten dollars off to go give me five stars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's once again you cannot fake it, and so at the end of the day, uh, it will show. So, mm-hmm. how do you want to conduct yourself, and how do you want to how do you want to direct your the purpose of your business? So, I, I think you guys are one hundred percent. You know, we're, we're like like versions of each other. Right. I don't know if your guys our building is really it's a pole barn really, and it's real nice and faded. We. We could use a facelift, but uh, <laughs> when you got yeah, way back, yeah, we're we're in an old. What matters is what's going on inside the building, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, in our <laughs> our building is really old too, and it's got a stucco front, and the front of our building was actually falling off, and and people were walking around it because it would like break off in clumps, <laughs> and we yeah. finally got it fixed here, but it was like that for a couple of years. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you that. And it's funny, too, that you say that because people have, and even Rob can probably vouch for this, too. People have actually pulled up to the shop and they walk into the showroom part, like the, the entrance, yep. and they kind of step back and they, they kind of do a second chance. And they're like, it's not what I was expecting. You know, it's all like done yep. up. Yep. It's all like rustic and hoods. And like I got a custom uh, spider web, big railing. And, and it's like it's really uh like uh uh very uh automotive and and it's like got that feeling you know what i mean and so many yep. people are thinking like you're just going to walk into this dirty dungy parts desk and smells like yep. like you old, blow off three inches of dust off y- your handwritten invoice yeah and, and, <laughs> and it's like people are just blowing away and and i've heard that so many times that they're like well it's not what i was expecting and it's like oh okay well is that a good thing or a bad thing but yeah I think yeah, you got to be careful. I mean, yeah. number two, uh, you, you start making money hand over fist, and uh, all of a sudden, it's kind of like when people go to a casino, and they're like, man, this casino is nice. This place is awesome. And you're like, yeah, you know, they don't just throw it out of the ground. They get money yeah. for it, and it's your money usually. Yeah. And uh, it's the same thing, man. you got to sometimes be careful, and I don't want to undermine or undervalue guys that have made huge commitments and investments into their shops and buildings. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's, it's a, it's a goal and a dream for everyone to have a really beautiful shop. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's definitely get together next week and um, let's continue this man. It's when, who knows, maybe there might be a third one. I don't know. I think we got a lot to talk about. So uh, yeah, I, for sure, man. It's yeah. just a matter of if anyone's listening, right? Uh, I don't matter. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. That's what it's about. So, hey, Calvin, I appreciate it with uh, Four Wheel Parts. Uh, again, uh, thanks for listening. You can check us out on our YouTube. You can check you know, check us out on our Instagram. We have Facebook. 
you leave comments if, if there's anything you want to talk about or about the show, let us know. And stay tuned for next week when we continue this with uh, Kelvin. And uh, we will talk cars, snowmobiling, whatever we feel like talking. But I think it's going to escalate and, and it's really going to, I think it's going to get exciting. So stay tuned next week. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Thanks. Thanks, gentlemen. You yep. bet. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unriveted Radio. Also available on demand with the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Download in the App Store or Google Play today. Unriveted Radio, presented by Dakota Customs, a full-service custom garage on the Strip in Mandan. This program has been paid for by...